It's Super Bowl weekend. Big talk about the game coming up on Sunday that'll show it all between the Patriots and the Rams. Plus, in the National Basketball Association, Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. Headed to a big market like L.A., Boston, New York. We'll talk about that. Plus, another star big man, Chris Epps Porzingis, is on the move away from New York, headed to Dallas in a blockbuster trade that happened last night. All that and more on Brent's Broadcast. Welcome into Brent's Broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We're everywhere. All reasons to tune in today. A lot of big talk coming about the big game. It's Super Bowl Sunday in a few days. And once again, we see the GOAT, Tom Brady, in Super Bowl Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams this time. The game is live in Atlanta on CBS. And we will once again have a test for what many consider the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, to see if he can take down yet another victim, in which this year would be the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are coming off a fantastic season in which Sean McVay has solidified himself as the greatest young coach in football. They have reshaped the way that we as fans and as general managers and players view the game. The Rams have taken the mold of the NFL and completely shifted it should they win this game. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, similar and in addition to what the Eagles did last year, everybody next year is going to take an all-in approach on their football rosters. Last year, the Eagles went all-in and made sure to get great players. They went out to get guys like Alshon Jeffrey, who ended up being huge in the Super Bowl. That's all Los Angeles has done all this past offseason. They brought in star Indominic Sue, star Marcus Peters, star Aqib Tlaib, re-signed star Aaron Donald, re-signed star Todd Gurley, all while having a functional quarterback in Jared Goff, who was in the MVP conversation for a lot of the NFL season. The Rams general manager has essentially said to the NFL, we can win by buying our talent. There's been this narrative in the NFL, when you compare it to the NBA, that free agency hasn't been as big or as common of a thing when it goes toward fighting for championships. The NFL has been much more of a draft and develop league. You don't often see star quarterbacks switch teams. When's the last time we've seen a star quarterback sign a big deal with another team? All right. The last big one was probably Peyton Manning, and that's because the Colts ran him out of town because he had a bad neck. And after that, the next biggest one we've seen is Kirk Cousins, who was run out of Washington, signing with the Vikings. And I don't think Kirk Cousins qualifies to what I'm talking about by a star quarterback because he can't win big games. We've never seen a Russell Wilson on the move. We've never seen a Drew Brees on the move. We've never seen a Tom Brady on the move. We've never seen a Phillip Rivers on the move. We rarely see star wide receivers get free in free agency. Star running backs get free in free agency. The two in Pittsburgh might be the first to do it in a while because Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are both upset with the way the Steelers are running their organization. 
they might be the first two star wide receiver and running back to get to free agency and leave their teams for another city. We just haven't seen that in the NFL very often. It's just not very common. But the Rams are changing the way that we are going to look at this because they, in two years, and really in one season since they made all these big moves, have changed the outlook of the NFL from a draft and grow to should they win this game, a league that is going to go after star free agents in order to get to Super Bowls. The Rams spent all kinds of money this offseason, and they started by paying their star running back, Todd Gurley. They made sure to re-sign Aaron Donald and got all those other great players on defense before mentioned. The Rams, if they win this game, are going to be the blueprint for the way that teams build their, their team next year. The Bears already started doing that last year. They went out and got some big free agents. They were aggressive to get Khalil Mack. They were aggressive to get Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. They were aggressive to improve their offensive and defensive power. The Eagles showed some of it, and the Rams completely exploited it and made it boom. And so should they win this Super Bowl, expect a lot of that coming next year. Now, the game itself should be very interesting. The Patriots come in as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. In Vegas, if you're betting, that means the Patriots need to win by over two and a half points in order to cover the spread. Tom Brady is in his sixth, is fighting for his sixth Super Bowl win, but is playing in his ninth Super Bowl itself. The Patriots are an incredibly experienced team coming into the Super Bowl. The Rams haven't been here in what seems like forever, and it is forever. We've got an experienced quarterback, experienced wide receivers, an incredibly experienced coach against a young quarterback, a young coach, and in all seriousness, a very inexperienced team as it comes to playing in Super Bowls, except for what may seem like Aqib Tlaib, who played for, guess who, the Patriots. Now, many people want to choose the Rams this week. And it's because the world is tired of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots running through everybody in football. Just earlier this year, we were complaining about how the Patriots don't look the same in September. They were losing games, and we said the cliff for Tom Brady and the New England Patriot, and the New England Patriots The end is near, and this is time for the decline. When, in fact, come playoff time, they show you exactly why they don't fall off a cliff. The Patriots are the Spurs of the NFL, a team that you just can't count out until they lose their star. When Tim Duncan is there, you cannot count out the Spurs, no matter how old they get. As long as Tom Brady is there, you cannot count out the Patriots, no matter how old they get. Time and time again, Brady and Belichick show us why they're the best at winning in the NFL. They don't disappoint. They show up to the big games that matter. We complain about LeBron's teams not looking good in the regular season. And then the playoffs come and he gets to eight straight finals, year after year after year. 
because people want to see him go down. We complained year after year that the Patriots might not look the same this year, that this might be the year that Tom Brady declines, that this might be the last year for Bill Belichick, that Rob Gronkowski might retire and walk off into the sunset. And every year they come back and they do the same thing. They beat everybody when it matters in the playoffs. And so once again, we've got the New England Patriots, love them or hate them, in the big game. And let me tell you something, folks. I'm not counting them out. As much as I would love to see Todd Gurley, the beast, out the backfield, Jared Goff, the emerging young quarterback, Sean McVay, the high-powered new young head coach that just looks great in the NFL, as much as I would want to see them win, for the players, paying players in free agency, and Dominican Sue, a great player who could deserve a ring. Aaron Donald, a great player who deserves a ring. Marcus Peters, one of the best safeties in the league. One of the best DBs, excuse me, in the league, deserving a ring. I just cannot sit here and tell you that I genuinely think they're going to do it. I want the Rams to win this football game. I want to see something new. I want to see the young stars succeed. I want to see the young coach succeed. I want to know that there is another great team coming up in the NFL. But at the same time, we are witnessing greatness in New England. I mean, it can't be denied. Love them or hate them. Love or hate LeBron, it's greatness. Love or hate Jordan, it's greatness. Love or hate the New York Yankees, it's greatness. Love or hate Tom Brady and the Patriots. This is a once-in-a-generation type of team. I mean, we in our lifetime, we probably won't ever see another football team this dominant. Nine Super Bowls. That's crazy. And so, all I'm saying is that come Sunday, don't be surprised if the old team looks brand new again and pulls off another victory. Now I want to shift to the NBA because we've got some big trade requests going on, some big trades happening down in the National Basketball Association. The trade deadline is next week. There's going to be a big free agency special on ESPN The Jump as they break down all the moves that are so no doubt coming, as they do every year. It's one of the most exciting times of the season for the NBA because players and money is on the move. And I couldn't be more excited, as I am every year, because this is where the cool business side of sports comes in. The money is being thrown around. Contracts are being thrown around. And best of all, talent is being moved from city to city. The big headline this past week is Anthony Davis has demanded a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. He's informed them that he will not resign with the Pelicans when his contract ends. Now, that's not until the end of the 2019-2020 season, a.k.a. Anthony Davis still is under contract for another year after this one with New Orleans. So they don't have to do anything with him. But everyone knows they're going to try. Because should they lose Anthony Davis for nothing, it'll be one of the biggest losses in the history of sports. It'll be like Shaq leaving the, new, the Orlando Magic for nothing. It'll be like Kevin Durant leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder for nothing. If they lose Anthony Davis in free agency, it'll be the biggest mistake their franchise can make. 
If you know he's not going to resign, you have to move him. Now, the question is not, are you going to move him? It's when you're going to move him and then who you're going to move him to. No one says Anthony Davis has to be moved now. A team like the Lakers are going to push for him right now because they know if they wait, they might miss out on another star again. Because what did they do the past two big free agents that they failed to achieve the two past summers? Paul George, I want to be a Los Angeles Laker. All right. We think we can get you when you're in the summer in free agency. We don't want to give up any of our assets that we so covetly want to keep. So go ahead, get traded to whoever you want to. You'll still come to L.A. when your rental there is up. Yeah, okay. Well, Oklahoma City Thunder really impressed him. Russell Westbrook really impressed Paul George. He got accustomed to the culture there, the city, the fans. He re-signed the max deal with Oklahoma City. The Lakers were distraught. They didn't even get a meeting with him. Paul George knew exactly where he was going to stay. He was never going to the Lakers after he spent his time with Oklahoma City. He didn't even give his hometown Lakers that he showed that he would kill to go for, to go to. He didn't even give Magic Johnson a meeting because the Oklahoma City Thunder won him over. He didn't even give them a meeting. Next summer, Kawhi Leonard, I want to play in Los Angeles. It could be the Lakers. It could be the Clippers. I want to play in Los Angeles. Okay. Well, uh, we think we can get you when you're a free agent for free because we don't want to give up any of our young assets again. Um, so we're going to let you go ahead and get traded for your one-year rental, and, and we'll, we'll pick you up uh, in the next year in free agency. Oh, okay. Well, the Raptors are, have been first or second in the Eastern Conference all season. They're a top favorite to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably the number one favorite to get to the NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference. What's your pitch going to be to Kawhi Leonard after he takes another trip to the Finals with the Raptors? What's your pitch going to be to Kawhi Leonard after he's already come out and said, well, I don't know if I desire to play with LeBron James. What's your pitch going to be if he says, I'd rather go to the Clippers instead? What's your pitch going to be if he realizes he thinks he can get a great culture where he's at or somewhere else? Don't you think that after Paul George, you lost him? Don't you think that maybe you should have been a little more aggressive after Kawhi Leonard, knowing that he might stay where he got traded? Or go elsewhere? The Lakers cannot make the same mistake again. They have to go hard after Anthony Davis, and they have until what I believe is Thursday to do so. They have to push hard to get Anthony Davis. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's going to mean giving up the farm. Should they really want him? And they say they do. They're going to have to give up Lonzo Ball. They're going to have to give up Brandon Ingram. They're probably going to have to give up either Zubats or Josh Hart. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Laker fan, you hate to hear it. But Kyle Kuzma has to be in the deal. He just has to. Because if you're the Pelicans GM and you don't come back with Kyle Kuzma, then you pretty much got robbed. He's the only player on the Lakers that's young that you're for sure he could turn into a star.
Lonzo might. Brandon Ingram, ah! he's, he's up and down every season. He's skinny. He hasn't showed us he can be a great shooter, and he's not dominant. Kyle Kuzma drops 36 when LeBron misses games. And I know the Lakers want him to be there to be the third fiddle for LeBron, LeBron and Anthony Davis. But if this is a trade, then I'm sorry, but he has to be included in it if the GM from New Orleans is competent. So what this is going to do is they either go hard after him now or they leave the door open for a team like Boston come the summer. Right now, Boston cannot trade for Anthony Davis because they already traded for Kyrie Irving, who was coming off a rookie contract with Cleveland. There was a rule in the NBA called the Rose Rule based off of Derrick Rose that you cannot have two players under that circumstance coming off of their rookie deal. You can't have two players trading for them coming off of their rookie's deal. So they have to wait until Kyrie Irving becomes a free agent on July 1st. And once he does, they will be eligible to trade for Anthony Davis, no matter who they want to give up for him, whether it's Kyrie Irving or some of their other young players. They can trade whoever they want for Anthony Davis. Boston probably gives New Orleans the best deal because they have the most assets. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Kyrie Irving, if you want to throw him in there. Gordon Hayward. They have all the assets in the world to make a good deal for Anthony Davis, and they've wanted him for a long time in Boston. Don't be mistaken. They've talked about him for years. They've waited for this moment, and here it is. So let me tell you what I think is going to happen. The Lakers are going to throw everything they can at Anthony Davis because they know that they missed out on two, two players who wanted to be in L.A. last time. Davis has come out and said... He prefers to be in L.A. or New York. This is the reports going on right now in ESPN by Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Zarnia of The Athletic, two of the best, most respected NBA newsbreakers in the game. They reported that Anthony Davis prefers the Lakers or the Knicks. He obviously wants to go to a big market. So the Lakers are going to throw everything at him that they can now and try to convince him to resign, which I don't think would take much convincing because he says he wants to be there. But if they can't get a deal done that New Orleans likes, New Orleans is going to trade him to Boston. Or another team. The Bucks are interested. The Raptors are interested. They're going to trade him to another team that's going to try and rent him for a year and persuade him to stay. The Pelicans have come out and said they don't have much of an interest of trading Anthony Davis to the Lakers right now. And they shouldn't. He's under contract for a whole other season. They could trade him now. They could trade him in the summer. They could trade him next year. They could trade him next February before the trade deadline. They have all the time in the world to trade Anthony Davis. His value isn't going anywhere. So they have the leverage here, really, in some ways. Unless Anthony Davis says he'll only play for one or two teams, in which they won't have a choice but to trade him to those teams. Nonetheless... This is going to shake up the league. And I know the Pelicans are distraught because that franchise has lost Chris Paul and now it's going to lose Anthony Davis because they simply just don't want to play there anymore because they can't get competitive and compete for championships. It's been a tough week for New Orleans. They lost the NFC Championship. Anthony Davis wants out. I'm sorry, but he's on his way out. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Amid the NBA trade deadline creeping up, 
There were reports out of New York that Chris Stapps Porzingis wanted out of the Knicks franchise and that he wasn't happy with the direction of their team. And just hours later, the New York Knicks made the first blockbuster deal of the NBA trade deadline by sending Chris Stapps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round draft picks. The first blockbuster trade of the year has gone down, and an all-star power forward in Chris Stapps Porzingis and a superstar in the making is on his way to join Dallas Mavericks in what will eventually be the post-Dirk Nowitzki Dallas Mavericks, and Porzingis will slide right into his position, filling in with the greatest European player of all time with maybe the next best European power forward of all time, along with his best competition for being the best European player, Luka Doncic. The Dallas Mavericks are pairing together Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic, along with a supporting cast of Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., a good player, and everyone else who is already on a young, budding Mavericks roster for their future. The Mavericks have a very bright future because Porzingis is going to come there along with Doncic, two players that have expressed their fandom for Dirk when they were young, being a European player desiring to play in the NBA. They get him as a daily mentor now, if not a teammate for the next year or so, in which Dallas has great potential to really have two of the best stars, two of the best young stars in the game. People are forgetting just how good Porzingis was before he got hurt because we haven't seen him in a while. We, we didn't see Kawhi Leonard for a while when he sat out last year with his injury with the Spurs. And then he comes back this year, and you remember just how good he is. Porzingis is going to be like that, if not, if not better. He's going to come back, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's why the Knicks shouldn't have traded him. Oh, yeah, that's why they call him the unicorn. Oh, yeah, that's why he not only deserved being drafted by the Knicks fourth overall, but should have been first in the draft. Yeah, that, that, that's Chris Stapps Porzingis. Yeah, and we're about to find that out when he comes back and starts playing with what's going to be 100% the rookie of the year, Luka Doncic. Yeah, we're going to see that talent come together with star veterans like Dirk Nowitzki paving the way for them, and a good coach like Rick Carlisle, we're going to see Dallas become relevant very quickly, very quickly. The Knicks, on the other hand, they didn't completely blow the trade. Yes, they gave away the biggest star in the deal, and it always seems the person losing the star loses the trade. But for what they're trying to do, they might have won. The Knicks opened up $74 million in cap space for this coming summer in free agency where we'll see the likes of Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving, Kemba Walker, DeMarcus Cousins, Clay Thompson. The list goes on and on of the star players that are going to be available this summer. And the New York Knicks are going to have all the money in the world to get two of them. Now, you could argue they already had a star player in Chris Tepps Porzingis, but if he's not in the long-term plans and he's tired of New York, they ship him out, and they hope to go after two bigger ones. Maybe Kevin Durant. Maybe they pair Kevin Durant with a star like Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard. Who knows? Klay Thompson. We'll see. They could get anybody. 
but they're going to have to prove that they're a competent franchise. And they're under new leadership as far as their residents of basketball operations and GM moves right now. And so New York has put themselves in a prime position to go after great players this summer. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to get into free agency in the summer. We're going to see some more trades before the deadline. And New York's going to be right in the mix of all of it. Maybe for once, the Knicks can win some games and actually put together a good roster. Because Dallas already did it. So let's see what happens with New York. That'll be the tell of this trade. If New York can flip this money into two good players. Because one is not going to be enough. It is not going to be enough. Really, you need three. But they have enough for two. And that's going to get them somewhere in the Eastern Conference. So we'll see. But New York has to be smart. They have to flip this money into players. If you gave up Porzingis and you don't get two All-Stars in return, then you wasted your time. Because whoever you're going to get in return is probably a little older. Porzingis is young and a star. So if you're going to do this, you got to get both. you got to get two of them. And try to compete for the playoffs and the championship. Get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It would be exciting to see the New York Knicks be relevant. But they have to. They have to turn this money into two good players or else they lost this trade because they just gave away a very young star under 25 who is no doubt going to be a superstar in this league should he come back healthy in Dallas. That's all the time I have for today. A lot of more NBA talk and Super Bowl talk coming later. We'll see you next time on Brett's Broadcast. Stay tuned. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud and Google Play. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Brent's Broadcast. A lot more than just sports going on on our social media. Stay in the know and news through short videos like you can see nowhere else. Thank you once again for tuning in. This is Brent's Broadcast, ladies and gentlemen.